Welcome to Brewery Life. We have Caleb Choir, which is me, and will be your moderator. I'm also the one who runs Baitcast Studio. Over here we have Ben, who's going to be the CEO. Well, Hello. is the CEO, really. And we got Brian, Mr. Master Brewer. <laughs> Mr. The magic man himself, making everything that we enjoy to drink. And Ben helps bring it all to our mouths. So you guys together are some of my favorite people. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of what we're doing here is learning about the stuff that me and the general public have no idea what goes on in the brewery. Like, honestly, when I brewery. pop in, I see Brian doing, like, a whole concoction <laughs> of, like, random things, and there's, like, noises. It's almost a little bit like Willy Wonka's factory, minus the little the little orange people. Uh, you've been talking to Aaron too much, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm pretty excited. Behind this the is... scenes at Oak Road. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that should be the intro. Getting after it. <laughs> So you can get some beer. <laughs> there you go. There's your taglines for you, Ben. I like that. Maybe speed it up a little bit. Do like a techno beat to that. That'd be a perfect intro. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited to hear a lot about all that happens. Not just like the serious stuff, which is exciting about the, the science of it all, but come on, I want to laugh. So. Oh, there's a lot of mistakes that... That uh, has been made over we the will, course we'll of the four years. Those. I don't put those on the blog, so I leave if those, and we'll talk about that mm. later. The blog is just kind of more, not serious, but kind of more things down to earth. But yes, I have plenty of stories that we can tell of all kinds of things, not just the brewery, too. I got some, we got some, I got some good stories that'll <laughs> make people some shenanigans. laugh. And definitely people would be like, what the? <laughs> I feel like if anyone. Stupid things, funny things. I'll, we'll share, I'll share whatever. It's It'll be cool. I'll let anyone knows you. Knows you're going to share your stories. There's, yeah, I don't, I don't have any worries story. about that. <laughs> we'll get some good stories. Maybe some yeah. heartfelt ones, too. Oh. I'm like, if you bring tears to my eye, that's a whole uh, other story. I didn't sign up for that part. <laughs> Only if we play violins in the background. Okay. That would be funny. That would be pretty cool. We'd make a whole show out of that uh, one. We could. <laughs> all right. Oh. So, Ben, you want to start us off and tell you or tell us all well, how you got started? Or how this whole thing went, got kicked off? Yeah, pretty much, man. I, I mean, would head. Yeah, we can do that. Are you you're the evil beginning seed guy? Yeah, I reckon. All right. Um, you know, I guess it kind of goes back to Germany. Living in Germany for six years, uh, liked the German beers, so they were quite delicious. Hefeweizen in particular. Okay. Uh, drank quite a quite a few of those. Put on decent weight too, because <laughs> some pretty hefty beers. <laughs> um, but uh, come back to the states after living over there for six years, and and, and the craft beer scene had just started kicking off in, in the states. Like Edward is now, it's been there for a while, you know, because people like Dogfish Head and Sierra Nevada they've been around for twenty plus years, right? Uh, but it really started ramping up in I don't know what two thousand six, seven ish, around there sometime. Uh, I didn't get into it until wait, what year is it? Two thousand nineteen. Oh. Yeah, I probably don't know anything within like the last six years. I, I well, was being, I was a Coors Light guy at that time. I so. was a Coors Light guy too, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. My older brother oh, taught yeah. me well. <laughs> I got lots of stories about Coors Light, but we we can uh, share one of those later. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, sadly, I hate to admit it, that we drink a lot of Coors Light in Germany too. Just yeah, I know. I got pictures. It's, Wait, why were you in Germany in the first place? I was in the Air Force. Oh, okay. I'm Ben. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So Air Force sent me there, and I loved every minute while I was there. Um, but when I came back, nice. uh, there was a restaurant here in Somerville, where it's, which is now Five Loaves. But back in the day, it was called something else. I forgot what it was Dude, called. It's been like 20 different things. It's it been 20. It was reminisced when we first yeah. moved here in 1998. No. Great little southern comfort food restaurant. Yeah, well, that's way before was, I was there. And then it was a burger shop that did craft beer, but they really what? struggled. Yeah. I, no, there was, it was a craft beer and it place. it was a Thai food place, too. But that wasn't burgers. I don't remember. Being, it was like, did they burgers? It was good food. It was good food. food. Was it good food? They had a lot of and they had a lot of good beer, but Mm. they sold no domestics, if you will, for lack of better terms, what people consider domestics. Right. Um, And uh, they always, you know, were insistent on giving you something you've never had before. So it was just a really cool experience. Yeah, that's that would be the newest thing, like in the area. Yeah, yeah. So from there, it just kind of blossomed. 
Um, and then my brother got me a uh, homebrew kit for Christmas one year. Right? But I didn't use it at first. <laughs> it was uh, an extract kit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm going to buy the stuff that like the brewers use. If I'm learning how to brew, maybe I can parlay this into something one day. All right, so... You basically got an easy bake oven for beer, and you said, no, I'm going to go make a real cake. Basically, I got a, a big bottle of syrup. Oh, God. Then, uh, But I'd rather buy the grains and do yeah. it myself, which is h- harder to start with, but I, I, that's the way I wanted to do it. That's awesome. So um, I homebrewed a couple times. I, I enjoyed it um, maybe a year or so. And then I had a bad day at work, and I sent a buddy of mine a, an email and said, hey, so we're going to start a brewery. It's going to be called Oak Road. We're going to put it in Somerville. He was like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> and then before I knew it, it was too, it was too far. I was too far in to turn, turn back. Oh, my God. Which is probably a terrifying realization when you get into no, it. No, because you're no. ignorant as hell. All so right. you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ignorance Ignorance there. is bliss. <laughs> it's sometimes just fantastic being dumb because you it just... Is, I know. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. So... Yeah, so I worked too hard. Yeah, I got when I got out of the Air Force, I had to get. I didn't have to, but I just did. I got a couple degrees to work. I was comm guy, so I went to network engineering and all that. Mm. Working for the government, uh, just you know, there was a lot of change going on, a lot of people losing contracts, and it was just an unstable environment. I figured I worked too hard for my life being someone else's hand, so I was gonna, I was gonna go do it. Now I have any idea what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to go do it. As most of us get started that way. Right. Yeah. So from the moment you had the idea and you told your buddy that you're starting the brewery until you got too deep to back out. You're right. How long was that? Um, I'll say I'll say a year. Fast moving man. Yeah. You had a lot of leaps to get that far. It, was, it, moved, it, it did move quick. Yeah. I mean, even after we, you know, we 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 get into it some more, you'll yeah. see how fast it really ramped up, and right. sometimes that's good because you you have no choice but to make things work. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Which is cool because I mean that'll help you prepare and you can move forward even better because you get all the experience and like, well, we've been through this in that amount of time. It has helped. Yeah. As a as a good friend of ours, Mike, he's like to say you have to walk through the fire. Mm. One of his. One of his, yeah, of he's helpful. like the wise man. I know. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, he saw all this coming, and he just sat back and let it happen. He knew what was going to happen. Oh, it's like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> we should get him like a staff or something. We should. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Was there anything so else you have to... the white hear? Gandalf or the gray Gandalf? Because what's the better one? Well, I would hope so. So, white Gandalf when he comes back? After he fights the Belrock or beforehand? Mmm... This well, is now you, nerdy you, talk. I know. <laughs> have you, you hit the battle that you need him to come <laughs> the back? The Hobbit or the, or the, the Lord of the Rings, you should be fired. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> your success rate so far <laughs> hasn't had a massive war that you need Gandalf White. So, right, you know what? Still in the gray, sure, I think. So, okay. I, I'll say this. Anybody that can name the demon that Gandalf fought and will get definitely a free beer at the brewery if they can so come to the bar and say it now? No, they won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have said. Any trivia question from Lord of the Rings? I mean, you guys have trivia. What? We do. Yeah, so have you done Lord of the Rings trivia? No, no that's a good idea. Good Look, idea we come though. up with ideas here now, too. Hey, there you go. That's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> what color staff right. did Gandalf So we caught you up. Brian, let's hear where you were at the same time this man was coming up with everything. Oh, he brought up some cool idea, cool uh, information about beer. So, really, mine started way back when um, would probably be like ninety six, ninety seven. So, there's actually three, and people are gonna laugh. Three breweries when I was in Delaware. So, I'm from South Jersey. Okay. I don't know if people know or not. I did up here, and there was always this cool place called Dock Street Microbrewery. Dock Street was. Down on the old, not on Dock Street, but it was down, and I can't remember where it was at, but there was this really cool, and they made like two beers. They made a Bohemian Pills and an Amber Lager, and Mm -hmm. they were awesome. And you could get them in the Philly area, 
Um, craft beer was kind of not that big, but you could get Dock Street in Philly. You get in place some places in South Jersey. It was really hard to find though. Like only certain places carried it. And then also at that time we were drinking. Uh, once we got past the Coors Light stage, that you know, <laughs> I could drink a case, you too? case of Coors Light. I could share a funny drinking story. I was the first time I did this. I was yes, a beach lifeguard, and uh, my buddy and I drank like almost a hell bottle of Southern Comfort one night at oh. our uh, <laughs> end of the year party. <laughs> which was like the handle? dumbest mistake. <laughs> and then I did it again with my uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we chased it with a case of Coors Light. But anyways. <laughs> How are you alive? <laughs> yes, I have a bottle of Southern Cover. But anyways, so also at this time, um, there was a really cool brewery that people should know that uh, their original site's in, uh, in southeast Pennsylvania, which is Yingling. So they were right there. So you get yingling, like really good yingling, like right from the brewery. So we used oh. to drink a lot of yingling. Love Dock Street if you can find it. And then the other brewery that was really big and up and coming at the time, especially in the Northeast, was actually Sam Adams. Sam Adams. And if anybody really remembers, this is going way back when. And uh, this is a little more trivia is uh, Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's and Pete is actually that. in San Francisco now as a chocolatier, and uh, he actually started just like, uh, why am I drawing a blank on Sam Adams? Uh, they both started as contract brewers. So uh, the guy that runs Sam Adams is Greg. I don't know why I'm Couch. drawing. Yeah. yeah. Actually sold his beer, like, hand-brewed, hand-bottled, store-to-store. And then actually contracted brewed out uh, to get his beer out. Well, the Pete's did the same thing, but their beer was really good. And that was the four craft beers you could get at the time. Really big into craft beer, and we moved down here. And you know, the laws, unfortunately, in South Carolina for a long True. time were were just you know, unfortunately antiquated. Um, and they've, we've made a lot of changes. Or actually, there's been a lot of changes made, not by me, but others who have uh, allowed all this to happen. So we were down here. Um, my wife and I moved in 98, came down here, and uh, she had a friend that she was teaching with. And uh, her friend, Sandra, had a husband. His name was Les. And uh, actually, he brought a catalog from Midwest Brewing Supplies, which is still open now, owned and operated out of... Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, Minneapolis, one mm-hmm. of those. And um, <clears throat> he actually brought me a catalog for homebrewing. <laughs> and I looked into it, and literally my birthday that following winter, or that winter, my birthday uh, in February, I got a, started buying homebrew stuff and started home, learning how to homebrew through him. We used to brew basically every Saturday together when I was off. That's awesome. Depending on my schedule. And that's kind of how I learned how to homebrew. Um, and then within about nine months, I was doing it on my own. What did you do with... All of the beer that you're brewing. I mean, <laughs> so I assume you drank most of yeah, it. But. We drank most of it, um, whether it was good or not. Um, <laughs> so actually what happened was I was brewing, and I, I would brew like once a month, twice a month. I was doing um, just using the, the kits, and the kits were fine because they had uh, malt extract, and you could get the syrup or you get the dry malt extract, and you, you could make good beer with it. And there were plenty of, um, you know, it's not like it is now for everybody, but I would say there was a lot there available that you could do. And I started making it, and like a, my one of my favorite beers was, um, it was like an English ale, and I just used to make the English ale all the time. Yeah. And uh, started it, it turned in from once a month to two times to three times, and it grew actually to four times a month. And probably it was growing at one time, I was doing probably. Just at the legal <laughs> legal limit of home bre- of home brewing. There's a limit. Um, yes, yeah. there's a limit. Um, and I don't remember what it is anymore. But I, I got huh. to the point where I had two dorm refrigerators outside with uh, <laughs> dual stage controllers. I uh, had a fully electric system um, from a, a place in Texas or not Texas? Yeah, I think it's high gravity. I can't remember. I think they're in Texas. I can't remember. And then I was brewing pretty steadily. And then. Um, that's how I got it. But I think what really helped me is uh, I was looking for somewhere to kind of get some more more feedback because I really was like, you know, it's kind of hard to sit here and just drink by yourself or, you yeah. know, you got friends or people. Everyone's going to tell you your stuff is good. Everyone's going to tell you, you know, ah, this is fine. This is fine. They all think it's cool. So I actually started going to the Low Country Libations. I used to meet down in Avondale at this wine and cheese shop and um, went to that meeting and I started, I met Brent, 
and Jason, who ran the club. And, and actually, uh, this this is going to be this is a funny story because I doubt this person even remembers. Uh, I met Cameron. He was there, who's now the head brewer and is the produ- head of production over at Edmonds Oast. And actually, it was those three that tried my beer <laughs> that really gave me some positive feedback that uh, really started. That's when I think things really started to click. And I got uh-huh. involved in the homebrew club and... Um, you know, things as you do, you get into things, you get passionate about things, they kind of escalate, which is good. It was a good thing. I got really heavily involved. Uh, within six months of joining Low Country Libations, we were in Savannah learning how to be beer judges. Wow. And then we went and took the beer judge class, the beer judge exam. I was brewing like crazy. I was competing like crazy. And uh, at the peak of all this, I was actually the VP, too, of uh, Low Country Libations. And then uh, that's kind of where <laughs> our next intro comes is I was doing all that, and that's where kind of our uh, where the Brad connection comes into play. I figured that was going to be a really good segue. Yeah, it was. It is a good segue. Because you knew Brad... <laughs> Before you he met did. Brad, yes. okay. So Correct. we met. Uh, we met right when he opened, um, and um, he had just bought, I think, the new roaster. But we met him at the Somerville Farmers Market, is where we met him. I mean, just to be clear, we're talking about Brad Mallet. Correct. Coast right, of Coffee Coast Roasters. Of Coast of Coffee Roasters. Because yeah. um, we do share the building with him. We are uh, we are the the only other side on the C suite. Ooh, the C-suite. Yeah, the C-suite. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. It is. <laughs> um, so I met Brad. Uh, Aaron and I, my wife, uh, met Brad at the farmer's market in Somerville. So if you're not familiar, down at the bank and town hall, they do a uh, farmer's market. And he used to be there serving his coffee, and that's kind of where I met. And that's where how things kind of kind of went from there. And Brad always wanted to do a brewery in that other um, third of his place and just, you know, it'd been talking, talking, talk, but nothing, you know, right. just been kind of talking. It's, it is hard. A lot of, a lot of things when you want to do business is a lot of talk up front, which it is. And then, uh, unfortunately, you know, or fortunately you jump in and things happen. So, and that's where that kind of all started for me. I had known Brad, um, through there. And then we used to go to a shop all the time, uh, buy coffee. And he'd always talk about this as a, so Over how long papers. until he introduced <laughs> you to Ben? I see that I don't remember. Uh, it's been almost six years now, I think. Ben, fall, well, spring, six years ago, was it? Yeah, because it, it was in. We were supposed to open up initially in 2015, I think, or 14. 2014. Uh, I don't remember. That was, was a lot. It was around 13. <laughs> around 13 or 14. <laughs> we'll go into all that at the end. Yeah. about you know, <laughs> putting up. So, Time yeah, when I was out um, <laughs> trying to figure out how I was going to start a brewery or a business, you know, just everyone I kept talking to would say, like, you got to talk to Brad. You got to talk to Brad because he was quite vocal about his desires to put in the, the brew pub. Right. Um, Sounds like Brad. Right. <laughs> so I opened up our uh, checking account for the brewery. I figured I need that. That's probably pretty important at uh, the bank across the street. And I'm like, well, while I'm here, I might as well go see who the hell Brad is. So I came across the street, and at the time, Brad was in the middle only. Right, in the warehouse area. In the warehouse area. Yeah, because yeah, um, the, the framer was next yeah, door. Yeah, the framer was next door. And there was an older lady in her name was Sandy yeah, was a while ago. I don't remember. But, uh, you know, she, she took took my name and number and, you know, said Brad to call me back, and he did. So I came to talk to him. And come to find out that we did the same exact thing in the Air Force. We were in the same career field. Whoa. Both stationed in Germany. Uh, both kind of had the same vision for what we wanted to bring to Somerville. Um, but he's like, hey, I'd love to, to be a part of this. But if I do, um, I feel obligated to like at least introduce you to someone I'd have been talking to about doing this. Because at the time, I was going to brew, um, which was a good thing I never did. Um, <laughs> but uh, he goes... And I'm like, sure, I, you know, I'd be happy to meet him. Again, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do and all that. So we set up an arrangement to meet Brian at, at the coffee shop. And I think by this time he was actually, he had moved over to next door. He did. He had, So what he had done is he had actually opened that cafe that's now Suite A, or if you're looking at the building, the, uh, the uh, left far left, side. right. And the middle became uh, where just the music and all the coffee yep, roasting Russell, was. Yeah. Mm, that's when so, I was working there. Yeah. And that's so, when Caleb was working there. And we uh, met Caleb yeah. that way, too. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we set up an arrangement to meet in the coffee shop one day. Um, and I thought it'd be a good idea to bring some of my beers with me. 
I don't remember how that went, to be honest with you. It's so foreshadowing. It, it, I thought well, it was a good idea to bring some of my yeah. views. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it is. You know, I could just, for all you homebrewers out there, humble pie, you, you can't go from homebrewing to brewing. No. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Interesting. I will share that in a book one day. Yeah, we'll, ben and we'll I are going to write a book one a day, and it's going to be funny. I'm going to write two books, one about brewing. And one about being a uh, on my other career for those of you who know me. We got documentation <laughs> yeah, now. To it, yeah, I don't know if I should do that anonymous though. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I brought beers in. Do you remember yeah. any any of it or I no? Don't, I don't. I, I it was Percy the, was one of them. Yes, uh, uh, but I think you have a funnier story than just our, our meeting. Right. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> that, gonna get to that. I think is better. But so I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember because I know I had beer. We had shared beer, and it, it wasn't. I, I think it was just more of it, and that was more like uh, homebrew sharing beer. I don't yeah. think it was. Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I don't know if I blocked it, um, and I, I don't think I did. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. No. But I think uh, I think it was just like homebrewers. Actually, it reminded me of being at the homebrew club right. talking about beer and so, being, um, you know, and getting into it and kind of getting geeky and nerdy about beer. Like what happens at homebrew club meetings? The people who want to be better, want to want to brew beer, get into, and they start talking about all kinds of things. And it sounds like so should, yeah, <laughs> we we had that I, again. It was it's really relevant, really. I don't remember how it went, um, but I did bring beer, um, but. He kind of laid out what his vision was for when he was trying to start a brewery and all that. And I just kind of listened. And then I went back home and I told my wife, said, nope. <laughs> There's no way I'm fucking working with this guy. That is the, and by the way, that is the best quote of our beginning is, no way am I working with him. Oh, I love it. That's hilarious. And that's just a lesson to learn that you never know who you will meet in life. And you may not like them, but that's eventually so you will... I have met lots of people that I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get along with this person. And they end up coming like your best friends. You're totally opposite people. I met like even at a beach patrol, I met people. I'm like, what the hell? And then you come like these really good friends and you're like, no matter what, <laughs> you you know, and it's cool. So, you know, it, those things happen. Um, but I think that's the coolest story we have. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I, I, just, I just, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't work with him, but something told me that because he had a, a lot of knowledge, like you could tell that he knew way more things than I did uh, about brewing and uh, his outlook on things. And I just felt like you know, just I got to put that aside because I think this guy's he's the right guy to have, regardless of you know maybe he rubs me the wrong way, uh, which really what it came down to more than anything it was just you know he had an abrasive personality mm. at the time. Now he's kind of like a big cuddly teddy bear but um, you were a big kind of no, teddy bear he, he, no, no. We've, i think over the last we've all learned that we need to be big cuddly teddy bears yeah but <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the next <laughs> Grover t-shirt i like that kid i'll be work a cuddly on that. bear not an abrasive douchebag <laughs> <laughs> put that on the back <laughs> that would be a better motto in life right yeah. now <laughs> learn to be the cuddly bear I like that. <laughs> so, um, I just knew we had to, you know, bring him on board, if you will. Right. Um, and we just, I, I said, hey, you want to do this? He's like, yeah. All right, let's do it. I, I didn't know, I really didn't know anything about him. I mean, it sounds like you didn't know anything about him. I, did, I, know, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know Brad, really. I didn't know really anybody. One of the guys who started with us, um, I probably knew him the most. And even there was really more of a work relationship. Uh, type, you know, so these are like no one that you were close with or have been planning for years to do this. No, at we. All. I mean, we no. really. If you look at um, when we initially started, like we literally none of us really knew one another. Um, we all knew kind of each other, like on the surface, but like there was no. I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, soft, but like no intimate knowledge or like tight friendship. There, none of that actually was there initially, which wow. you know. Probably good. It's, it's probably good. It can be good and bad. I, I think it, it's good. I think you, you know, like you talked about the cuddly bear. I look <laughs> back at things now in more positive light, and I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. Every person you meet, you know, there's goods, bads, you know, they're, you know, you can't say that they're never going to be a close friend or a close business partner or things are going to work out. You just don't never, never, never know what you're going to find when you start an adventure like this. Right. And it's been, it's been fun. 
So it's a heck of a motley crew. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was yeah, very totally. people from all different <laughs> sides mm. of the street, walk of life, <laughs> just right. different different experiences. Which I think, in the long run, that is the best way. You have to get whether you know things work out or not. Um, you know, you you, you got to get all that. I think it's good. I think it really is. It's good. It's good yeah. to get that kind of mixture of things. Absolutely. I think, I think it, it helps everybody. Agreed. In the long run. And we, so. we kind of got lucky in the beginning. We did. Because we had, <laughs> we had, uh, for, you know, it's just odd that Mike was just a customer of Brad's who, who sent a, uh, he gravitated towards us. I guess he kind of liked what we were doing and he just kind of was around to mentor us and, you know, just be Mike. If people know Mike, they'll know yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. every single they one. Just of be like, Mike. He's being yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's not a bad. It's not. I don't oh, want people to think no. that we're talking negatively no, here. No. Um, <laughs> he was. He's just Mike. Yeah. So he's. You know. He's, he's got a good like influence. A storehouse of knowledge. He's, yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 And to have that, and to be able to tap into knowledge like that, I think was good. It was huge to help. You know, because we, we didn't really have an, you know any business savvy, if you will. Right. Mike had owned businesses. He still owns his own business. Um, he's got, you know, an extensive military background. Right. So he, you know, he played a lot. He played a, a big key in the beginning of. Was he there from the very beginning? Almost. Not, Almost. Not from day one. Right. But um, he's seen, I think he's seen our potential, but he also seen all of our faults. Right. And kind of want to, you know, guide us. Because there was a, you got a bunch of strangers getting together. It was, you know, there was contentious moments. I know Brian and I had our fair share of arguments um, over various things and different perspectives on things. And, you know, uh, and or just sometimes just feeding your own fire of your imagine I haven't talked to him, but I'm pissed at him. You know, I'm just building his own his own story in my mind. This is what's going on. Oh, yeah. I've never talked to him about it. I'm just building it up. But Mike be like, no, you don't know what he's doing. And, you know, you, so Mike was just there to get us thinking straight, if you will. It's so nice to have someone that can help well, you. It is. Like, just like, like it, smack your right Here's a, a tidbit bit. for everybody. I know it's been said a lot by a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm kind of learning that this year that everything... That you make a decision or you're mad about about somebody or don't agree with people about it. It's just your fucking ego. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the hardest thing to get over. And I struggle. I will be the first one to admit I really struggle about that. And back then I probably struggled the most. You really, yeah, yeah like one thing going into business I would recommend. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but the biggest thing I said recommend again and, and, and in life is, and I'm, I'm trying really hard right now, is you have to, it, the ego is what really makes things difficult yeah you get mad about stupid stuff oh yeah (laughs) like your clothes are on the floor and you start focusing and that was like the biggest i think lesson at first we need because we didn't know everybody and we didn't know each other's habits i have to wash my hands every time i touch a doorknob and um (laughs) you know and brian does 30 million things at once what the hell is he doing (laughs) and you don't learn those you know it's really hard but um and when he gets (laughs) when he gets pissed off at people he does things out of spite (laughs) just to make it worse like just fucking rub it in (laughs) i have been known to uh instead of just (laughs) I will fuck with you hard. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that anymore. I, I've been, I try to be better about that. But there are times where I just was like, you know, screw you. I'm just gonna do this just to fuck with you. Oh. Um, and I gotta watch my lane. But I, you know, you know, and you do those things, and those are the things you gotta learn. And it's tough. And I think the hardest problem is, since you don't know anyone, you drop down to your weaker side, your ego. <laughs> just remember, it's your ego, and you do probably things that just aren't like that and it does make things difficult and it made things i think difficult at first because we had so many people with so many different personalities and i'm very type a and i'm very probably overly aggressive sometimes and that can be you know intimidating Mm. and you got people that have other ideas and you have to just remember that you know it's not you're just your idea it's it's really a team and every idea in that team is what's going to help you move forward not just your idea absolutely and then once we started, I think, thinking that way, I think things were, but 
They were tough. It was yeah. tough. But it was, you know, it's really fun because I laugh. Aaron showed me the pictures of us one day of, uh, I think she has it for the uh, anniversary party. This is a funny story. You and I, people don't even realize, people are like, yeah, Brian can't fucking work a, oh, excuse me, can't work a uh, ha- hammer. And, you know, that's funny and all that. But who did most of all that work in there? I don't think people understand. Like, ben we and did. I and Kyle, like, I've ran all that conduit with these guys. Yeah. I ran all that wire. Mm. I had never done wiring before. I don't like putting, you know, I don't use a drill that much and get made of when I use a drill now. And we did all that work. And, and looking at that, I think out of this beginning and this introdu- introduction, I think that right there was actually probably the most sanest and thing that brought us all together. Like, you know, it was us. We painted those floors. We painted those rooms. I worked, you know, my work schedule uh, at my other job allows me to be off during the day. Like, I would come in and do a lot of stuff. We would spend Saturdays and Sundays up there doing stuff with no heat in the wintertime, painting Mm. and putting in conduit and electricity and have a flashlight. (laughs) Right. A lot of people don't know that it was was like an empty wasteland, no foundation, hole in a warehouse. I don't even know if we have. It. Cool. I got pictures we, of it. Yeah, pictures of I do. you and I, Aaron and Kyle and Patrick, cleaning that house, that warehouse. Yeah. Out. I mean everything. We found we found really cool stuff. Yeah, it was like named Narnia. Chevy building right. because <laughs> it was just where things just disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you guys took it over, which I thought was a crazy feat to begin with. I'm like, There's no way you can turn this into a brewery. I think a lot of people thought we were nuts. And I'm glad that you guys' <laughs> tears, blood, and sweat proved me wrong. It, it's all in there. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> we um, we literally, we've done all that work in there, which is just freaking amazing. I look at it every day. I'm like, you know, people would sit here and say that you could never do this. And we did do it. And we did it all ourselves, not knowing what we were doing a lot of times. But we did it. We right. we brought that Found building up to where it was before it opened. I mean, we did all that work. People talk about the bar all the time. People love that bar. <laughs> that's a funny story. I yeah. was working that weekend, yeah. but you got to share. That's a funny story. And again, that's, yeah, Kyle and Chris, uh, and the guy used to help us out in the early days, um, they started that. We, we kind of finished it up. Um, but we thought it'd be a good idea to do like a concrete countertop. None of us have any concrete experience. But like, we'll just buy some concrete and dump it in there. How hard could that be? That sounds right. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> that was. The first time we dumped <laughs> the, the first bucket of quick cretin on that top, we're like, oh, man, we are way short. It took a lot of concrete to, to put on top of that. Did you guys, did you make it and then set it on top, or did you make no, it set we, up to where Kyle you Kyle and Chris made the frame for the <clears throat> bar. And where the concrete is, yeah. those the wood that's on the outside of it, that was supposed to be the frame that came off. That's right. Okay. But once we got going, that frame was staying on. <laughs> um, and we just kept, uh, and I think Chip, he came up and helped us out too. Uh, and we just, and out in the back, mixing up concrete, running a bucket in, dumping it. Like, that didn't make a dent. Doing it again. Oh, my gosh. It took, it took us at least uh, a weekend to build that bar. Wow. And then yeah, um, it was a whole weekend. I worked. Yep. At, unfortunately, I was working that weekend, but I took a whole weekend. But at that bar, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "That's badass!" And I was like, "That's really cool." And then uh, the good, oyster shells, I think, really that came after. That wasn't planned. I mean, that wasn't planned. Yeah, let's talk about that. It, it was. We wanted it to be like a smooth concrete countertop. Yeah. It, but again, we didn't know what we were doing, so it didn't ever get as smooth as we wanted it. So Kyle's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go buy a bag of crushed up um, oyster shells." And we'll do like oyster tabby, which is what the Dorchester fort was built out of. Right. Yeah. So that's what that's what it kind of represents. Okay. So Kyle went on bought. We put a whole bunch in there. We thought we'd make it smooth. Wrong. That didn't work either. <laughs> and then the so, self leveling or the yeah, uh, what what's it called uh, clear coat that's yeah, supposed we, to level. We put the epoxy on. <laughs> No. And that, that took up way more epoxy than we thought. Oh my god. And then we couldn't even get it smooth. So it's got some texture to it. And, and a lot of care. But people love it. We do, and we tried to file it down too. We did. We did. Wow. With a router and a uh, no, like a, a grinder. A grinder. If you look at on the bar, a grinder. You could see where we tried to grind it down to smooth. Yeah, it, we uh, eventually like okay, this is good enough. Yeah. Some oh, of yeah. the shells were sticking out. And yep. Sharp. <laughs> yeah. So you would like run your hand over the bar, and you're like, well, I'm gonna get cut. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much admiration for this bar now. Yeah. I, mean, I always liked cool. it. Yeah. yeah. 
It's we got pictures of them too, and I think Vacation Rick came in and videotaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that Rick. video, yeah, of uh, you know Kyle and Chris and them doing it all, doing it up. I think it's a solid block. So it scares me every time we have to take it apart to bring another fermenter in. Yeah, we had to. I am waiting. We take that thing apart. We have to. We have no yeah, choice. We pull the one wow. set, the L, the um, long portion L. We have to move every time to drop a fermenter in. Honestly, that's a story I for another time. We'll yeah, have we'll to see. tell when we get to the first expansion. <laughs> I just assume that thing would not move. It takes some. It's <clears throat> it, it'll go, but I'm worried about it. Punches your butt every time. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. terrifying. We're gonna it's, have to reinforce it, it with some four by fours. Yeah. I think, like <laughs> literally, cut some four by fours and reinforce that bar eventually. But uh, uh, to go back to you know all the stuff in the early day. And what you know, like you said, we built everything that was in there. Mike helped us out, and we had customers would come in and help us out and do things. Um, it was really built by the community. Um, but the the one thing that most people don't realize is that whole th- brewing thing that we had done. Kyle did all of that. Really? Like that whole redneck engineering thing he did to create. Yeah, it was all glycol jacketed uh, oh. fermenters. Um, we just bought some bad equipment out of the gate. Mm. We, well, we no, were, I think you have to go back to even before that. And, you know, even a sidebar to that bar, the funnier story is that cooler. I had put, oh my God, Aaron I and I that. and Patrick put that cooler together and I put it backwards. <laughs> so I had to take it <laughs> oh, apart no, no. and I'm, put it together. I put that cooler together, the inside cooler I'm talking about, not the outside. Uh, inside cooler three times we put together. Three times? That's the one we have now. But That's the one we had now. Not the one outside. No, we and had then, the Don't forget uh, the one we had in the beginning. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. We, we have to go back to the fermenter story. If you're going to... that, We have to go back to the building you guys built the first time that we built. Yeah, if our, if our customers remember... I don't know if you remember or not. When we first opened... We had a 10 by 10? Something like that. A 10 by 15? It was a 10 by 15 box. With the air conditioning? With a couple air conditioning And two cool bots. Right. Yeah. And that's how we fermented it with like cool chambers. It was a death trap. (laughs) And then we had a uh, portion in the back where we actually, well, first we were trying to. um, Keg carving. Yeah, I think we can leave that, that story for part two. Because yeah, part two, we need to really game. talk about... We'll talk about that first six months of brewing and having Ooh. fun and that. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to put a little note on But uh, anyways, yeah, they, they, you guys built that. I remember we built that. Yeah. And I remember when it came down to, which is another good story for next time. Got a video of that, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Kyle beat the shit out of it with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, yeah, we built that, got the cool bots running, and that's... We got it, you know. But the thing was, like... Kyle built all that stuff, and we're like, yeah, this will work. Right. We can make it work. We and did make it work. Yeah, you did, we did make, make it work. work. That's we'll the best we challenge. Work. We got cool stories about that next time. But um, for the intro, you know, we, we built that, and it really worked. I mean, we got that to work. Right. With the cool bots and taking apart the AC units and rewiring them. That's we we shouldn't have because we probably could have killed ourselves right. or someone else. Oh, there you go. And, um, you know, putting we, the cool it's bots It's all insulated in. Ins- yeah, it was, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was a, stout. Bo- it was a stout box that Kyle had constructed. <laughs> yeah, the you know the, the just the thing is like brewing areas are very wet. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, we yeah. didn't take that into consideration no. later on. But uh, yeah, that was all that, built. And the the um, one billion BTU burners that we had. It's yeah. like it's like a jet every time we turn them on. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's oh, how we used to. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. And then when we right when we were we were building that out. Um, remember that we tried it. That one day I tried it. We turned it on. It wouldn't boil water because the the hoses were wrong, <laughs> and the pressure coming out of the wall was wrong. We had to redo that. Oh. So yeah, we did get high pressure gas, which yeah. we didn't have initially. Um, yeah. We didn't know that. Again, no. you don't know you, you jack shit. When you start. <laughs> that, that's called. Yeah, I can do. I'm a home brewer. I can do it. And you don't realize like all the things you really need because it's a manufacturing like the right air, the right gas, mm. the right gases, the right pressures, the right water flow, the right all this stuff. You don't. You know you you know you, <laughs> and all it's so funny because I've I've read Sam's book and. I've read a bunch of other books, you know, and talked to a lot of brewers along the way. And you're like, yeah, I won't make that mistake. We know what we're doing. Ooh. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's like wham. Do you remember the whammy? Yeah. <laughs> no whammies, big, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. <laughs> big bucks, big bucks. You're just going, I got big bucks. And the, the whammy comes and he We did not have big bucks. <laughs> we did not have no, big bucks. And whammy got us a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's the, the most, the biggest thing I am proud of is, 
we are able to come together as a group no matter what. And we, we literally built that with our bare hands. And it's really, I think that's the coolest part of, um, you know, getting that up and running it in, in literally in September, I think we signed that lease in the, in the, Something like that, the yeah. concrete got laid. And then by six months later, we were brewing in it. Now we didn't, we thought we were going to be brewing in three months. We did. We thought we were going to be open by December. That would not happen. Wrong. Oh, Once again, yeah. whammy came. Um, paperwork, legal <laughs> things, uh, you know, things you need to, like, worry about that you think will, won't take long, but they do, like Jeez. government shutdowns and Ooh. making sure the TTB paperwork's done right. Yeah. yeah government shutdown uh, almost hit us this time around when we were doing the labels, but we got lucky. But, um, like, TTB paperwork yeah, we and, were, get, and getting all that stuff the, was uh, was uh, was interesting. <laughs> they were There was such a boom going on at the time. Um, the TTB had like five agents and to handle the entire country. Is, so TTBs is the the branch of the government that handles giving all the breweries their licenses. Gotcha. Okay. The, the, here you go. You're now granted. You can brew. Okay. Um, I think ours was like eight months or something like that. Eight or nine months. It took us eight. It took us uh, literally. To we the started, yeah, we had our we got our brewer's license. I think in March. We started brewing at the end of April. Yeah. But it took like six months to get all it, that oh, paperwork together. And that was just to let us start brewing. That wasn't all the paperwork to get the front door open so we could actually That's another serve story. the beer. And uh, so we, this was March. And I remember Ben texting me finally. We got our TTB license. And we were like so close. We just had a few more things done. And we got everything done. End of April came. Uh, what year was that? We're on our four-year anniversary. April 2015. <laughs> Came and uh, we were in uh, Myrtle Beach at a soccer tournament. And I woke up the night, well, Sunday morning, real early, and drove back. And we brewed the whole day that first time. Took eighteen hours. Open. Oh, brewed, brewed 18, the first day. Brewed it, Dude. Did eighteen hours. Eighteen. Yeah, hours. we'll we'll talk about the brewing stories. Yeah. They're funny. Um, but we did all this work, got everything rolling, started being open, and then literally, I had to go to Lynchburg for a soccer tournament with Patrick and Aaron stay behind. And I get a phone call, and I answered one of the questions wrong on the sled. Was that the sled uh, questionnaire? Sled was for the state. Or st- was it was for the state. Remember, they wouldn't let us open as a serving brewery because we didn't. What? We didn't. No, no. Want- no, what happened, what had happened was, <laughs> I remember the phone <laughs> call. It was funny. I no, laughed about it now. This is the day, day before we opened. Is that yeah, what you're talking the about? the day before we opened. We didn't get our alcohol license because we didn't think we had to have one. Because we thought we're what? brewing our own pro- product in house and gonna sell it. it, just shows just the naivety that you have and dumb mistakes that you make. Okay. So Brad luckily knew some people. I'm not gonna. I'd like to thank them, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to put them on a the spot or get them in trouble. Smart. But they did some nice things for us, and we got our liquor license relatively quickly. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. And uh, we had like time to open it. the next day. So. Yeah. It all happened on a Friday afternoon. We were opening oh. up. Our grand opening was on a Saturday. So thank you to some very wonderful people <laughs> in the work for the state that did us some awesome stuff. That's a heck of a time crunch. It was very stressful. Because no one <laughs> no one works after noon on Friday. Yeah, it was brutal. Oh my uh, so gosh. that first year of time, the, the time we met in May or uh, May or April, and then by the time the following May, April, we got open. But man, that those that year was that was a learning experience. That was tough. I bet. There was a lot. I mean, that was it was fun. Yeah, it was a good learning experience though for me. I think um, looking back at it now, definitely won't do those those things again. Is there ever a moment during the beginning, like that first year, that you thought you wouldn't make it? No, I think the biggest thing I we always thought. Well, I know I thought we're going to open, we're going to just kill it, and in six months we're going to have. You know, twenty barrel brewers, fifty <laughs> barrel fermenters, and we're gonna sell beer and win awards. And yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, Brian, shut up. That didn't work. <laughs> you didn't realize that you were lucky. You got on the cusp, and now there's thirty breweries here, and you're in Somerville, <laughs> which I don't want to put the town down. And I'm not. And town's been the other. I mean, other thing has kept us alive is the our customers in the town. Yeah, really, they're very loyal. Um, Super loyal, super help us out. But like that was my thing. I was like, yeah, we're gonna open it. I'm gonna have a hundred barrel fermenters in six. Yeah, right. Do they make a hundred barrel? Fermenters? Oh yeah, they make oh, eight hundred barrels. Did <laughs> you say eight hundred? And, oh, yeah. and, and oh, in reality, God. trickled in. And I was like, yeah, you should probably, 
not take that far. I mean, you did eventually go on to win awards. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. We did. Um, you know, up front, though, there was a little, there was just no humility and there was a lot of naivety. Back I understand. Day. I mean, but in yeah. the beginning, you've been talking about, you kind of need that ignorant, blind you do. passion to, to push you through do. that. Yeah. I think the push through initially and uh, just learning, the, the learning experience I've learned is that during that first year that, you know, you can be ignorant all you want and that maybe does help things and maybe it does get you through things, but it doesn't work forever. Oh, it no. will not get you to where you need to be. And you have to understand that there's going to be things just in life are just not going to happen as fast as you want them to be. And that's just the thing I've always, you know, I have, I do have a hard time with that a lot of times, but I've got to have to learn it. It's all going to come in due time. If you just work hard and have patience and keep at each evolution in life that you're in and work really, really hard at it and don't quit, don't give up, keep doing what you want to do, you will get to that two-year goal, the five-year goal, the 10-year goal, but you cannot come out of the gate thinking that. I'm going to be a big multi-millionaire making all kinds of money. And, you know, I think that's yeah. one thing you got to learn. And now, and now people ask me and say, Brian, what would you be happy with? I'll be like, uh, Ben and I could pay ourselves a salary and I could work at the brewery full time. I'd be happy. And they look at me and go like, well, why would you just want that? I'm like, that's all I care about. I, I don't care about it. I, I really don't now anymore. I, I don't. You know, people come in and say they like our beer and they want our beer. And th- to me, that's all that matters. You know, you're drinking my beer. You know, like four years ago, I've been like, you, you don't want to drink that. <laughs> and now, you know, I look at it and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I never thought we would get to this stage. And I'm just thankful people are still coming in and buying beer. And I'm just thankful our customers stuck with us. I mean, in, in the beginning, um, I was hoping to leave this episode too because I know we're running over. But No, we're good. Um, we're still good. Um, you know, uh, when that for, we first started, man, I, people... You should never come to the brewery, I think, sometime. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, some of our beer. You know, I, I just, yeah, it was blind, dumb, and you think you know what you're doing, and you let your ego get in the way, and that's just not. But I have to say, out of all, the, everything, just looking back and, and looking back at that first year is even though all the mistakes that were made, all all the hard work that we put in has really made that brewery. It's all the hard work and it's the loyal customers that we have in that first year that helped us out and helped us get to opening day that I think has kind of made everything. That's really what it's been. It's been that loyalty. It's been people coming in and always saying, I love what you're doing. Keep working hard. Keep doing it. Keep at it. And having that mentality, I think, is is more important than anything else. I like it. And not, and not like worrying about too. the other things. So, Well, thank you. Hey, <laughs> I do. I, th- I appreciate everybody. I think it's awesome still that people come in, you know, you know, it, it drives me nuts some days because I know there's still, you know, you, you want to do things so perfect. <laughs> and oh, they just, yeah. that just doesn't, perfection's just not always obtainable. Um, but think, it's, it's still just nice to see people come in the brewery and still support us. Bring their kids in and bring their kids, their dogs. Right. Relaxing. Um, you know, and that was really important that, that first year when we were getting open was that support and the people coming out and helping us out. I think it was, it was huge. We've definitely grown a lot. That <laughs> yeah, place yeah. is like looking back. It's wildly so. like different. Like, but like what you said, it still has all of what you built. Just it looks built is what it feels like. It doesn't look like you just threw <laughs> stuff together anymore, and you walk in there and you're like, "This is the brewery." So I think we have to talk about. We have time. Are we not worried about time now? Well, we're, uh, you we're know. worried about so time. So Kyle did do a really good job going back to the firmers. They so when, once we took that house down, right. the house of shame. <laughs> um, you know, we really you know, that system that we were brewing on for that first year. Um, uh oh, phone's going off. Sorry, I got caught <laughs> off guard. Um, you know, Kyle really did a good job getting that that um i guess i have to say barn inside the house open and we were you know able to brew in there for that first you know 30 days before we opened um you know and initially we didn't do what we're doing now initially what do we do want to do initially well Um, you told it was belgian ales and lagers yeah so we started out with what just jogging board and vienna lager right 
from a logger perspective, yeah. yeah. But we did, you know, per, I think Percy was out of the gate. Percy was mm-hmm. out of the gate. Uh, Laughing Weasel was out of the gate. Laughing Weasel was out of the gate. Um, Contra was out of the gate. Yeah. We yep. did uh, some some British beers. What did we do? We did uh, a ESB. blonde. We did an ESB. The Winchester yep. was one. And then uh, we did Urillo. Glass Cutters. Glass Cutters. I forgot about that, that one. That, that was... That I don't blonde? remember. There was a blonde. Uh, Glass never cutters. came out. Well, so yeah, you know, there's a story behind that no, name. It, Let's it hear it. Scene. We still have time. Let's hear that one. So glass cutters, as you said, there was that room we had to work in, right? Yeah. It was and it was super freezing. Cold. <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that beer came yeah, from. That that's excellent. the name of that beer came from. Yeah. And then yeah, we bought Urillo. I don't know why I bought that hop. Oh, what a great. waste of That was uh, Secret Squirrel, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. That was Secret Squirrel. And I'm not putting down the people who make Urillo. Uh, it it's just not a hop that has worked for what we want to do and, and what we want to make. And it's never, I've never been able to, I have not been successful making it work as a hop. So I don't want to, I don't, we don't, I don't want to put anybody down in the podcast either. Cause you know, there are a lot of people out there that do, do a lot of good things for the brewing industry. Um, and yeah, we, I remember that hop. I still can't. It tasted so. It, it tastes like spicy gum drops. And we made secret squirrel. Ooh, interesting. It really just didn't. It just didn't take. <laughs> it just yeah. didn't work out. <laughs> You've done a lot of really strange things too. We did a lot of different beer. We've yeah. always tried to keep it fresh. That's one of the things we wanted to do from the start. Was keep have it fresh. Right, a whole bunch of, make people come back. You know, you want to give them something new to be excited about. So we always yeah. wanted to have different beers. Um, and I think in the beginning we just tried everything. We, we, like you said, we were initially um, geared towards German and Belgians. That's kind of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do and what your customers buy are two different things. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and I think we were treating it with this, the other problem. We treated it like homebrewers. We did. And that's right. what we treated it. We didn't come up with a plan like we have now. I mean, everyone knows the hashtag logger life and everything's lagered and everything. I, German you know, centric. Everything we make is lagered German centric. You know, any of the beers we've done in the past that we want to keep going on. They're all lagered. Everything's lagered now, you know. Except even, for the Hefeweizen. Except for the Hefeweizen. They are all German-centric beers now. So, you know, even the Berliner Weiss, even though we do different things, mm. it's still a German-inspired beer. Well, back then, we weren't doing that. And I think that was part of the company trying to find its way. Which way did we want to go? I think we knew what we wanted to do. I don't think... And some of it was me. I don't think I was ready just to go all... all blown out just in lagers because we were IPAs and we want to do sour beers and we want to do this. <laughs> um, so looking back at that, I think it was still one, it could have been me too, just wanting to experiment and see what I could do and thinking I was going to be able to do everything awesome and I wasn't. Or was it, you know, the whole company just found our way? And, I, and when Ben said this year, I think we just need to do lagers only showed me to la- la- hashtag lager. I was like, Screw it. We're just doing lagers. I'm done with yeah. this crap. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that feels so much better. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. And he just started laughing. I'm like, man, it's like a lift off of my shoulders. I don't have to worry about all this other crap. I don't have to worry about hops. I don't have to worry about, you know, where am I going to get this yeast? What yeast I'm using for this? Where am I going to get this hop for this IPA? Because I'm very specific on the hops I like for IPAs and how I want to do it. And that was just like, oh, all right, done playing home brewer. <laughs> all right. But um, we did a lot of that our first year um, when we were trying to get open and when we were brewing. I think we just did a lot of a lot of home brewing stuff. We wanted to do everything. Homebrew mistakes. Yeah. But you got to do everything. It. You got With to. With everything. Yeah. I mean, but you we, still, we can it. still do that. We can still experiment. You know, we'd stay within our wheelhouse. Is it lager or is it German? You almost have more freedom to experience because you have such a structured base to start from, I think. I mean... Instead of sitting there like, oh, you have too many possibilities. This mm-hmm. way you have like that starting point. Like now, how far can I push things and play with? Like y'all's well, Contra code uh, now is so cool. And I this is I don't know, it's just like weird. It's like an India pale lager, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Like how often do you see that? Maybe I'm just the blind, you, ignorant you, person. You, now, you but. don't. But um, to what you're going back at, and this is something Ben brought to finally brought to my attention. And I figured out this year that he's we're big Jocko fans now, and it is. It's all about discipline. And now that you can discipline the brewing process, the creativity still comes. I mean, I got, I get, you know, I know I get, we get bogged down a lot of stuff in our business, but I get creative, so many different creative ideas to do with loggers. That really, when you're disciplined. In your practices like that, 
there's still tons of stuff we haven't even done yet that we could do. Like, you know, we did the Grant Simcoe Red this year. We just uh, lagered it. And I found a Nuremberg Red. I and I know it. people are like, oh, you're just putting it in a category to do it. I'm just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Let's just do it. Because, you know, what? it's a lager. It's found in Nuremberg. And, you know, let's try something. You know, let's do an Irish red lagered. You know, really, it's like a, it's that really was more like a Czech Irish, uh, Czech red or Czech amber uh, Pilsner, which is part of the, you know, BJCP or if you look at the Brewers Association categories. But um, I know we're going to kind of get off topic, but it just it gives us it still gives us it. Get, we still can do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're just putting a different twist on it. I love it. So, that, but that discipline and having so just the loggers makes life, I think, easier on our side. Absolutely. Whereas in the beginning, we were we were like, eh, let's play with this yeast. We did a Berliner Weiss when we first opened. Remember mm-hmm. that? And we used that Berliner Weiss blend. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the one that smelled like? Uh, it did Parmesan yeah. cheese. Well, oh. no, no, that was the one that smelled like uh, dirty diapers. Mm. Oh, it got worse. And it could have been, yeah. <laughs> that could have been us. That could have been me. Um, but like we did that, and it didn't sour as well. It w- it was a blend yeast. Um, you know, it, it from uh, a really good you know company. I just don't think we used it right. You know, um, you know when we were running like five or six yeast strains. Yeah. Because we were doing. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was tough. Man, that sucked. <laughs> I look back at it now as like. Man, like every time I made a beer, I had to make a yeast starter. I had to, we had to buy yeast. We had to do this. We had to do that. And, you know, we weren't repitching. We weren't doing a lot of things. I mean, it was just a, a lot of work. And then we did a lot, I think, probably a little bit too much work. We did. And, and, you know, for the longest time, I was like bound and determined to get out of my job. Like, any way possible. There's numerous conversations Brian and I had, like, this is the year. We're going to get paid by May. <laughs> this is when it's going to happen. Of course, you know, things happen. It doesn't happen. But because we ha- both work our jobs, it made us be more efficient. It forced us to look at things differently and make the company better. So now I kind of embrace working both because it makes us, I think it makes us a better job. It makes us a better company. Okay. I could totally yeah, understand I think, that. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like Trump's from the beginning, we, have, yeah, we you don't have, choice. have been... Working, all of us have been working our full regular jobs, full time jobs. Full time. So, so you have two full time jobs, correct? Yep. Plus and trying I, to be a family. And my other job, um, you know, I like to stay on top of things, and I like to be, I like to know all the, uh, you know, the ins and outs of my other job. So I, it's like, you know, on that aspect, it's been really cool because I've been trying to learn both jobs really well. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's it is tough. There's still a lot I don't know about brewing. A lot I know about. Don't know a lot, a lot of things. But the experiences we've had have been awesome. And like, you're coming up on four years. Four years. Still a baby. Really? Yeah. Technically, if you think about it, we're still a baby company. Yeah. We're still a baby brewery compared to most. Um, you know, despite all the accolades, which have been awesome. Um, you know, and really. That the accolade and getting all the getting to be the big brewery. If it wasn't for Greg over at um, Bank of South Carolina, we would have never been able to make that leap. But yeah, it's been really it's been cool. But yeah, and I always look back, you know, and Ben shows me pictures periodically. I'm looking at the beginning, <laughs> in the <laughs> beginning, and you saw those six fermenters. And I think if I saw them now, I would probably not want to part ways with them. Because <laughs> 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 when we got rid of them, <laughs> wanted to blow them up, burn them. I was like, I don't want to. What can we do to blow them up? <laughs> and I got the dirty looks. I was just like. We're gonna make a bomb. <laughs> I got chemicals. We can make a bomb. I'm blowing. You can almost make one in the brewery. And now, we sold them all. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's now, good business move. Yeah. yeah, we sold them all, and I think now I would be like, "You're gonna sell that?" All right. Before but, we get off another tangent, it's time to wrap it up. Okay. So, you so we got a lot more stories we can talk about. Oh my we'll gosh! Talk about the beginnings the of brewing of in episode what we went two. Through. <laughs> yeah, there's so. plenty. I feel like we do an introduction part two coming up, but. Mm-hmm. Ben, I'm going to toss this one to you because I feel like you're going to know better than anyone else. Where can we find you? Well, of course, you got Oak Road stuff. Yeah. But if you're looking for podcast specifics, uh, we got the Brewery Life podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we will be putting up things. We uh, Last month or a month and a half ago, we had to dump um, a full fermenter of Vienna Lager. And uh, that's on the pod. You know, I put that on Instagram so mm. people can see that, hey, when you run a brewery, sometimes shit happens, and 
you know, if the beer doesn't come out the way it's supposed to come out, it's going down the drain. And, you know, I got a phone call from Brian one day after I went from work. He's like, <laughs> we got a drain cleaner. <laughs> oh uh, I'm like, all right, send me videos. That's going on, that's going on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely good. Uh, and then we'll link things uh, from our webpage for here. We'll, we'll make a category for the podcast and, and YouTube and all that. Good, I love it. You got to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Our website. So Brewery Life, and then and also there's uh, Oak Road. Is it Oak Road or is it Oak Road Brewery? Oak Road Brewery for, okay. the, for the website, yeah. I should have Oak known Road this before I started. And you can check out the blog. Every time I'm brewing, I put up like three or four things. Right. That's awesome. And, it's, uh, and that's on that side. I will share all the funny stories here, and mm-hmm. I will put that on my posts. Yeah, you get for some tomorrow different. when I'm at the brewery when I do my post for the week. I cool. usually put up three or four posts a day when I'm at the brewery, just like random stuff. Cool. I will not share the funny stories on there. I will do them on the podcast, perfect, so people can. Um, <laughs> it's much better format for it's that. It's much better format because the stories are funnier and at least you can laugh. Yeah. Um, but you know, I put stuff <laughs> up there, and Ben does a lot on Facebook. We got a ton of stuff. Um, ben does a Friday. That's funny. She was really cool. It, it usually is pretty cool. Your marketing so. has been pretty fantastic. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah. Appreciate it. And commend you for that. It's beautiful. <laughs> read. I read books. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. You Facebook? read? Yeah. I listen to other podcasts, too. It's crazy. Oh. Gary <laughs> V. You know. Oh, yeah. That yeah. will inspire awesome. you to do a thousand <laughs> things at once. <laughs> Gary V. I don't know that one. Yeah, he's a marketing guy. He's, is he? I listen to a lot, I get a lot of ideas from I listen I, to him. I'm a, See, I'm a podcast listener too. I got a lot I listen to. You know, I was not a podcast listener, and he oh. listened to podcasts from day one. And he used to make fun of them. I'm like, who? I, I just like music. How can you listen to people talk all day? Because he literally walks around and brewed with headphones on and listens to podcasts. Now that's all I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, such great places to learn things. Yeah. And when the biggest thing is, since we're doing our podcast, which I think is so cool, where I got my first taste of podcast was actually M. Crit by Dr. Scott Weingart out of uh, New York City. Wow. Well, he's actually out of Sunny now, I still believe. Um, that was like one of the first podcasts I used to listen to because he does all emerging medicine, critical care, and then actually ER Cast by Dr. Rob Orman out of, um, actually, he's out of Bend, Oregon. We all know who it is See, in Bend, in Oregon. Yeah. What brewery is in Bend, Oregon? Can you answer that question, either one of you? Yep. No. Deschutes. Deschutes. Oh, he's what right down the road. You have no idea what Deschutes is, do you? Deschutes Brewery. Oh, oh Black Butte Porter. Look at the shame on your Mirror faces. Mirror Pond. <laughs> Pale Ale. <laughs> Pale Ale. Um, and that's Deschutes. the two podcasts that I've really... That and I got Brewing into Network. them, and then I got it. Well, the other big one was the Brewing Network. Yeah. The Brewing Network it was Actually, a huge I too. Yeah, podcast. A I love. That's fun, and it's fun to watch them because I remember that when they were in, in the garage, in the, garage. <laughs> <laughs> in the sweaty garage with no AC Ooh, into the house, no. yep. and now a studio, and they have in the in a yeah, Jason's, hop got, Jason's got two hop grenades now, one in Colorado and one in yep. um, just outside in San Francisco area in the Bay Area. So, you say hop grenade? Hop, hop grenade. grenade. It was bar. Yep. It's oh, a, okay. It's a um, crap beer tap bar. room. It's crap cool. tap room. They get it's some cool like beers, that. but their studio is right in. We could build the a loft in Alex's place and throw this up yeah. there. We could do loft. Put plexiglass around so everyone can stare at us. He does. They have an actual studio, yeah. right. like a really nice studio with now really nice equipment. And That's they the did. Ticket. They went from like little nothing stuff to this really great setup. Just like you guys did. Yeah, just there. like us. Yeah. yeah, it's really. I look at them, and I, you're right. You know, they started in the garage, moved into a house bedroom, <laughs> and now have a studio. You're right, and they, he's done well. And they have 15 years, I think, is their anniversary party this year. Wow. Yeah, that anniversary party when we went to the homebrew convention in Philly was freaking awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> they put a really good party on. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, check us out: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, webpage. Check the webpage out, the blog. Um, ben puts a lot of stuff up on Facebook that's really cool. Yep. Subtle stuff you got to pay attention to. Anniversary party coming up, June twenty second. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm excited. Block party. Caleb's going to be there. I am. Got a little booth. You want to talk about your um, what you're doing for the Ooh, veterans? What are you doing? Yeah, there? I'm pretty excited. So my birthday is on Veterans Day every year, and I've never actually done anything cool for it. Uh, my dad was in the Navy, so kind of runs in the family. 
So this year was pretty exciting. I came up with the idea of taking your logo, which is an oak tree and nice marsh, and you got light reflecting off the water and everything, and I wanted to paint it. I do a lot of watercolor paintings, and I wanted to just take that and turn it into like whatever bring it to life mat. yeah there you go bring it to cool. life That's so we'll awesome. be doing a big painting of that and trying to find a frame for it and we'll be auctioning it off and we are giving the money to the veterans vet. yeah one of yeah. the veterans uh is that the anniversary yeah. we're doing it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've also made a block print of your logo that I'm doing different sunset backgrounds and printing on top of that. So are you, are you gonna be painting like the guy that used to be on TV. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Happy That's trees. Huge Happy inspiration trees. for me, growing oh, really? up. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. I watched him so much as a kid. So we, that's, that's, know, that's another whole podcast right there. I, it okay. is because everyone makes fun of him, <laughs> but then I know so many people that were inspired by him. <laughs> I like, still watch Bob Ross. Bob Ross. I'm like, well, you know, if you think about it, like that was the guy. Oh yeah, Channel 12 WHPYY or something like that. And you know, you you know, what we used to also watch. Gonna make he, he's gonna make fun of me because he doesn't like it. Doctor Who we used Dude, to watch. Of course, I've 1980s. seen Doctor Who. 1980s. Oh. They used to show 1960s Doctor Who. Yeah, it was all black and white stuff. I've seen that too. Yeah, all all right. television. Doctor Who. We're going on. We're on nerd rant over here. <laughs> so June twenty second is going like to be a rants. huge block party. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm extremely beer releases and everything coming out for that. What can yes. release that day? And oh, that's right, the yeah. juggling board. And since you like conscious so much, we're, we're releasing another IPL for our anniversary this year. What? Yeah. You're just now telling me. Yeah. So yeah. Excited. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's wait. called Smells Like Sex. Yeah. It really <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> no, but it does have Saphir, which is a newer German hop, whole melon, mm. and mandarina. So All it's German hop. Fruity. Dude, I am excited. I have a funny story about that beer, but we'll tell we'll it next tell time. We'll tell that later. Okay, next time. <laughs> I told you, I keep all funny stories for you. <laughs> okay, well, this is this is it. This is really over an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to get into every week. <laughs> going to hear some funny things. So many more and stories. Some silly things. I can't wait. But thank Lord you for listening. You know where to find us, and we'll hear you talk to you next time. We'll have to work on the outro on that one. All right, bye guys. All right, all right bye. <laughs>